This is the Fog Pod, an extension of the Fog Horn. This is the Fog Pod. We're reporting on the reporting of the Fog Horn. We're reporting on the reporting of the Fog Horn. This is the Fog Pod. We're reporting on the reporting of the Fog Horn. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the San Francisco Foghorns Fog Pod, the only podcast done by the student-run, student-led newspaper on campus. We have come here to talk about baseball stats on this episode of the Fog Pod. So why are we talking baseball stats? We've noticed a lot of Foghorn readers are a little bit unfamiliar with the stats we use in our Foghorn stories covering baseball. Mm -hmm. So consider this your uh, Baseball Stats 101. The five key stats we need to know. Uh, BA, BB, OBP, SLG, slugging, and war. Bless you. Yes. Correct. So, let's just go through them like that, and then anything else we want to cover offense, we hit it at the end. So, the first you mentioned was BA. That B- is batting average. Ding, yes. ding, ding. Correct, Mundo. Batting average. So, basically, a batting average is just if a player comes up and then says that their batting average is, let's say, 346. So, 0. 0.346. That's that, pretty good. That means in any at bat, any one at bat, so far, they've had a likelihood of getting on base roughly. At about like a th- like uh, three out of every eight times, thirty four percent of the time. Yeah, they, and that's pretty good. It's like one in three chances. An exemplary batting average is three hundred, but you have guys in high school hitting like six seventy five. I'll say we've got a freshman this year named Harris Williams. He's a five foot nine inch outfielder from Denver, Colorado. In his senior year of high school at Denver North High School, he put up. You ready for this? A six sixty one batting average. Oof. Oof. So this is actually where you have to understand a little bit of the minutia of the game. So every time, a, uh, anytime any player goes up for an at bat, okay, there's a thing called a strike zone that the the pitcher has to throw as the uh, land pitches in to get strikes on the batter. That's where the three strikes are out comes from. Hmm. However, there's also if a pitch is thrown and it does not get within the strike zone or is not swung on, that is a ball. So to clarify, the strike zone is from the batter's knees to the letters on the chest of his jersey and the width of home plate itself. Yes. If a pitch goes anywhere else that's not in the strike zone or is not swung on by a batter and is not in the strike zone, it is a ball. And if you and if a and if a player in an at bat accrues four, four balls, they get a walk, which is just the free pass down to first. Yes. So now what happens if you like if I was to be like, oh, I want to know how often this player gets on base. I don't care if it's a walk, I don't care if it's a hit, I don't care if it's a hit by pitch. Which just Which means, also sends you the first base. Yeah. I don't care about any of that. I just want to know if they're getting on base. Is there a stat for that? So you're saying you want like a percentage of how often the player gets on yeah, base? Yeah, like an on base percentage. Hey, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, it's OBP. Oh yeah. You know me. <laughs> yeah. OBP stands for on base percentage, and it does exactly that. You take how often you take a player's batting average, and you take how often they're getting on base via via a walk and or hit by pitch, you combine the two together, and then you get their on base percentage. A player could hit like a single, which they get into first base, but they could yes. also hit a double or a triple or the coup de gras, home run. Yes. Okay, which is much, much more. Those are worth more than a single, wouldn't you say? Usually, yes. Yeah. So for them, like, what if I wanted to know how, like, the likelihood of this person is going to hit, like, an extra base hit? Is going to do more in that bat than just reach first? So you think, like, a percentage of, like, 
an average of what base they get to on any given epic. I want to know if they're a slugger or not. I want to know if they're putting if they're if they're handing out souvenirs. So a slugging percentage is it assigns a value to different types of hits. So for example, a single would be one point, a double is two points, a triple is three points, a home run is four, and out of any kind is zero. And you assign those to every at bat a batter has in their season, their career, even in one game. And you average those those out to roughly the average base, if you will, that this hitter will reach in a given at bat. That is the slugging percentage. Correct, Mundo. Now, the higher the slugging percentage, the more you'd consider this hitter a power hitter. Yes. So, let's look at the best power hitter that was in the league last year. In Major League Baseball. Yeah. The guy who hit more home runs than anybody else. J.D. Martinez. So, this man hit uh, 43 home runs last season. Okay? HR. Home runs. His slugging percentage was 629. So his bat so his batting average was 330, his on-base percentage was a 402, and his slugging percentage was a 629. All of that together is called a slash line. Yes. So he was every time that means every time he went up to bat, you're looking at a likelihood of about like six out of every ten times, three out of every five times, he was going to hit some, he was going to get an extra base hit. Which of some sort. Yeah. So it could have been a double, triple, more than likely it was a home run. So that's a slugging percentage. Slugging percentage is just a predictor of extra base hits. How likely are they to get an extra base hit, get more than just a single every time they go in, into a net bat? Which brings us to another statistic that, we, that should be explained is an RBI. Yes. This is also sometimes referred to as a ribby. Yes. So ribby, RBI, stands for run batted in. So if a player comes up to bat and there is a man on second, and let's say the, pers- the person that, uh, that comes up to bat were to hit a double, so that they go from home plate to first to second. The player that's on second might the run. Runner. The runner might go from second to third to home. And once they're home that's their, and they're safe, that's a run scored. Yes. So what happens is, is, the, is the batter has now batted in a run, run batted in. Yes. Sim- super simple, super easy. It can basically be any runs that result from this person's at bat. Yep. Seamless. All right. Runs batted in, that's your offensive production. Yep. So those are the base, those, so those are the major offensive stats we need to look at. Now let's look at the major defensive stats. Now we're looking primarily at pitchers here. Yes, because pitchers are the only player in uh, the only players in the game that are involved in every single at bat. They will always touch the ball at least once. If a batter is drawing a lot of walks, that's good. But if a pitcher is throwing a lot of walks, that's bad. Very bad. Because that means that they're allowing the they're allowing the other team's offense extra chances to score. And then there's also the W slash L, which is wins and losses. Now, what is a win and a loss? So, a win and a loss, the way that these are calculated, it's pretty weird. And it also will get into a little bit about why certain things happen the way, or, or why statistics are valued more than others. So, a win and a loss is calculated. Let's say a pitcher has pitched into the seventh inning, and their team has their team has scored two runs, and the pitcher has kept the opposing team to zero runs. And then you go the last two innings, and no runs are scored. So, the game ends at 2-0. So, the pitcher that was on there... That was on the mound as the team had scored the, those first two runs and has that and was in the lead as the time that they were pulled off, wins the game. Yes. It, and then if and then the opposing pitcher have they given up those two runs and then the other team their team scored no runs, loses the game. How how deep into the game do you have to pitch to be to earn a win? 
I think it's five innings. You, you have can't. to go. You have to go. You have to go at least five innings to yes. be eligible to win a game. Yeah, a win cannot be awarded to any pitcher who was taken out of the game before the end of the fifth inning. Yes. Now, w- some of you might be saying, "Well, now hold on. What if the pitcher gave up two runs, and the other team, and then their team also scored two runs? So the game is two-two when they're pulled out. What do they get there? They get a no decision. Yes." The next pitcher that is out there on the field for when their team takes the league is then the next one that is eligible to win the game. So, to simplify into one sentence, the win is awarded to whichever pitcher was in the game when their team took their final lead. Yep. Simple, right? Oh, yeah. It's totally simple. Uh, I don't hate this game at all. So... Let's uh, analyze why wins and losses are no longer as important, and it's because of these other stats that we're about to get into. First one, ERA, which stands for Earned Run Average, or it's, it's a summation of every time a pitcher goes out into a game, how, li- how many runs are they likely to give up per nine innings? So if a pitcher has an earned run average of, let's say, three and a half, that means that in every game so far that they've pitched that year, per every nine innings, they're likely to give up three and a half runs. The lower an ERA is, in theory, the better the pitcher is. However, ERA also goes into you to analyze if an ERA is good or not. You have to look at how many innings pitched the pitcher has. Yes. For example, going to the Red Sox, because I'm a Red Sox fan. Disgusting. Ryan Brazier last year had a 114 ERA. Chris Sale had a 211 ERA. So you would, uh, a 2.11 ERA. So you might say, oh, Ryan Brazier is a better pitcher. However, Ryan Brazier only pitched about like 50 or like 50 something innings and Chris Sale pitched like 174. So Chris Sale is the better pitcher because he's thrown more he's thrown more innings and he's given up just about the he's given up a little more runs. So that's why ERA can be misleading. Then there is a whip. Want to explain what a whip is? Like Indiana Jones? No, like in the game of baseball. What does the, what does W-H-I-P stand for. Now, this one, it's an acronym for a math formula. So, you know, try to try to calm your excitement here. WHIP is walks plus hits divided by innings pitched. So, it boils down to essentially, in for every three outs that a pitcher will pitch, how many times are they going to let somebody get on base? Ideally, the lower the WHIP, the better because that means they're not giving up base runners, and you can't score without base runners. But the average whip is in a little over one, Yeah, typically. Let's back up for one second. The two, the two biggest stats when measuring pitchers you'll see are ERA and whip. So which one, which one means more? I like whip. I am partial to whip, because I think it's a better barometer of a pitcher's dominance, because in the era of baseball we're in, where pitching outings are getting shorter and more pitches are being used. The ERA is becoming less and less representative of what you'll get from a given pitcher in a given game. Because even today, a complete game from a pitcher, when they pitch nine innings, is very uncommon. The ERA definitely has value. I just think its value has decreased in the last few years. I find it more a more helpful stat to the casual fan because it's like, ah, yes. Because the exciting thing about baseball is the scoring. So if I'm not seeing someone score... And I'm like, why do I care? These are two schools of thought on baseball stats. Yes. Let's so, move on. Uh, the next stat that we're going to cover, K through 9, which just stands for how many strikeouts a pitcher is going to have through 9 innings. So if someone, if a pitcher has a strikeout, if they register a strikeout, it goes down as a K, and the score is logged. The last stat that we really need to get to, the big one, the big kahuna, war. 
wins above replacement. What is it good for? Looking at a player and saying, if they were to be any other player in the league and they were playing this same position, how many, uh, how many more wins will a team have because this other player is in the lineup rather than the, a basic replacement level player? So a guy like Mookie Betts, okay? American League MVP. Big man on campus. Last year, he had an offensive war, because you can also break it up into offensive and defensive war. He had an offensive war of 8.7. So for over the course of the entire season, having Mookie Betts in the game rather than your average player in Major League Baseball gave you 8.7 more wins. How many games did the Boston Red Sox win last season? Uh, I think it's like 100 and, 113 or something like that, 112. So without him, they would have... Well, if a... At an average level player, instead of Mookie Betts, they only would have won 105 games, is what this stat tells us. Now, for those of you trying to ask, well, this seems like a pretty nifty formula. How is it calculated? You're really sorry you asked this. Because there are different formulas for war based on what, uh, what database you use. For example, the two prominent leaders in uh, baseball statistics are Fangraphs and Baseball Reference. The Fangraphs war formula is batting runs plus base running runs plus fielding runs plus positional adjustment plus league adjustment plus replacement runs add that all up divided by runs per win but the general rule of thumb here according to fan graphs is that a scrub as they describe it is zero to one war per year a role player would be one to two war a solid player is two to three war good players three to four war an all-star would be four to five war a superstar is five to six and an mvp is six and up all right, I think we're done here. I think we're done here, too. Okay. Well, I am your host this week, Kalen Burney, the sports editor of Foghorn. Joining me this week was Christopher Francis. He wrote a story this week about the baseball stats primer, and we just gave it to you live here. This is the Fog Pod. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you not next week because of spring break, but the week after that.